good evening. Junior Senior Tube News is back. Episode 142. We are proudly supported by the Regent mm-hmm. Sports Pub in Kingsford. Let's get it started. Let's talk about some NBA playoffs. We've had a couple of deciding games let's, ending let's, the season. Let's, let's get the trash out of the way first, mm. shall we? Uh, goodbye, uh, Minnesota. Bye, uh, Minnesota. It's like a song. I, you know, Bye, you Minnesota. Know where, you know where Rudy Gobert will be going in the next Nowhere. year? He will be going to the Guangdong Tigers. Eh, because be that's there. where he belongs. Oh, well. My goodness, is this guy bad. And my goodness, how much assets did you give up for this guy? Anthony Edwards is a star. He is a star. On the path to superstardom. And you wasted his performance in this game. In game five. Completely wasted it. You wasted it. Yeah. Um, what the hell do you even do now if you're the Timberwolves? Well, if you're the Timberwolves, I think not much. I don't. I, look, I mean, you have I, to go for broke. You well, at this point, you've gone this far. I'd say you trade Cat. I don't know if there's a market there for Cat. I don't Over think Gobert. Gobert is not going. I don't think you're not going to get rid. Anything. You're not getting. We talked about this. You're not getting rid of Gobert because his contract's too big, and nobody wants him. But there's, I think there's more of a market for Cat than Gobert. I think you have to do something. I know this is Anthony Edwards' team, so you might as well build around him. So that's what you need to do. I think that's what the next step is. As for the Nuggets, you know, they get back to where they got to get back to. What does this mean? I don't know. I don't know what it means because, really, they weren't really tested in the series. I think they were toying with Minnesota a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. They're too talented a team. But and now... Jokic did not play well today. No. Jokic didn't play well. And he doesn't have to. And they still won. But he doesn't have to play well. Look, he, look, he played decent enough. He scored 28 points. I think he played pretty well. He scored 28. Jamal Murray scored 35. And so if you're talking about the Nuggets and what their success will be as they try to chase down the first title, it all sits on Jamal Murray's health. Can he stay? You know, if he stays healthy for the rest of the next series, you know, he's been phenomenal. Almost, oh, yeah. almost oh, yeah. the same oh, yeah. Jamal Murray from the bubble, the bubble yeah. before he blew his knee out. So that's it for the Timberwolves. Bye bye. The other goodbye is to Brooklyn. The well, Brooklyn. I'll be, I'll be very, I'll be much nicer to them. They, Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. They exceeded expectations after blowing it up at the deadline. Um, I think they have a foundation to build off of, even if their picks are Houston property. They have a foundation to build off of. Mikael Bridges is a star. Probably a franchise face. Uh, you have solid pieces. Ken Thomas could be a, another face of, face of your franchise in the future. Uh, Dinwiddie's a good starting point guard, even though he got lost in this in this series. Uh, Yuta Watanabe's a good starting uh, forward guy. Their team is good. Their team is good. Jock Vaughn is a good coach. He's Jock proved, Vaughn's a very good he's coach. He's proved he can coach. I, I think Brooklyn has a good future ahead of them. With the assets they've gotten from uh, both Phoenix and uh, and Dallas, I think they have a good, gr- a bright future ahead of them. Okay, so they didn't really score a lot of points. They scored eighty eight, which is not good. No, uh, they didn't play very well. Um, and look, the Sixers were in a position where they didn't have to bring out Joel Embiid. They knew they were going to win this game, and they rested Joel Embiid. He's got a bad knee, so he could get the rest. Um, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Mikael Bridges is a star. He's the right guy for the team. Jock Vaughn, as I said, deserve honorable mention for being coach of the year. Putting up, I mean, ne- right next to Darvin Ham. But for Jock Vaughn to Darvin put up, Ham, 
coach of the year. I, look, I'm not saying Mike Brown already got. I know. I know of the I'm year. just saying adversity wise, Jock Vaughn dealt with it, and he dealt with a lot. So if you're the Nets moving forward, uh, they do need some help. I don't. I don't. I'm not sold. On, on on Johnson just yeah, I mean not not so much Johnson Cam Cam Thomas think? Cam Thomas he didn't play and I'm not sold on him I'm not 100 percent sold I think I think he's a little undersized I think he had some moments of flashes during the season What do you do with Joe Thomas You keeping Joe Thomas or Joe, Joe Harris Thomas. Sorry Joe Harris Joe Harris, Joe keeping, Harris is washed You keeping him around Joe, Har- I think he's Joe Harris is washed So I don't know about that um, As for the Sixers they get to rest and yep. they'll just wait. For the next opponent, which will be Boston and Atlanta. At this point, Atlanta's pushing it. And speaking of which, Trey hit a game winner today. He hit a game winner. And it was a call. I, he must have heard the disrespect because Trey has come out and said, you know what? Nah, this series ain't over. This series ain't over. We're sending it back to Atlanta. Yeah, they're like, it's not over yet. So they, they've pushed it to a game if, six now. If Boston managed to blow this series in a, re- I don't think in so. a reverse sweep, no, it, it, will it be so. the first ever 3-0 lead blown in NBA history? It might be. It might if if they blow it. What is it the first ever 3-0 lead blown? It may be, but NBA I don't I don't think they're going to do that. I think so cuz I can't recall a time ever that a 3-0 lead has been blown in the NBA. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. Look, I I think the seed, I think the series will end in Atlanta on the next game. But look, at least it's won two games off the back of some amazing trade performances. Oh, but yeah, they needed him. They needed every bit of him. It's shown that um, I think Quinn Snyder's got something going. If they can get a full training camp with him, if they can make some moves. Um, their first round pick is is San Antonio property yep. from the DeJounte Murray trade. Yep. Remember, he did not play in this game, in game six, because no, he was suspended. Suspended for bumping an official. Yeah, yep, apparently yep. bumping, I, which it makes no sense to me. It was a bump. It was oh, accidental. Let's touch him. No, supposed to touch him. It was accidental, though. Let's touch him. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. The rules are rules. Anyway, okay. they're sending it to a game six. We'll see. Sending it to a game six. I'm very, very excited for we'll what see. comes next. We'll see. Now, we move on to the Knicks. My New York Knicks, my beloved New York Knicks, who took care of business in Game Four, dominating the dominating the Cavaliers, and I I did say we did say that when we had our our colleague our friend there we had Joe the block content. Joe the block content big shout out, and I said they need to win Game Four to really put themselves in a position to really make things happen, and that was a phenomenal performance by R.J. Barrett, who stepped up. 26 points for him. So I know Jalen Brunson is Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is going to get his points. But R.J. Barrett did. Julius Randle did not have a good game. Julius Randle did not want to talk to the media after the game, reportedly. That's not good. So this is Jalen Brunson's team. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not ultimately, a the Knicks are in a better position now because going they're going to Cleveland. Um, if, even if they lose game six, you know, even if they lose, sorry, game five, they go back. To MSG. to MSG to finish it off, hopefully. Brunson is special, man. Brunson he is. is sensational. I was very concerned about them uh, grabbing Brunson. Um, it was it, they needed a point guard. I think Brunson was a plus, not a minus at the time. Yeah. Um, I thought he was a plus, not a minus, but that contract off one year of good production was a little bit alarming to me. But he is he's worth every penny. 
He knows. Worth? He knows. He's worth every decimal point. He knows how to manage things. He knows how to manage playoffs. He's got playoff experience. He knows. And the key factor here is the Knicks, and I get it. They didn't make a move for Donovan Mitchell. Why? Because the Cavaliers also wanted R.J. Barrett. But look what happened when you kept R.J. Barrett. He had probably the best game of his career playing that game, and they needed him to to step up, and he did. He's he finally managed to expand. He's not shooting with his right hand, obviously, but he's, well, it doesn't, he's, it doesn't allow, matter. he's allowing to feign on that right hand. Jalen Brunson's a lefty, but no one's talking about that. Yeah. I mean, you make your shots, lefty or righty. That's it. You still, I don't care. I don't care what hand you shoot from. If you can make the shot, you can make the shot. And RJ Barrett was aggressive in the game. He took it to the basket. He scored twenty six points. Now we the have Knicks to play tomorrow. Yeah, and hopefully they can finish the series off. But I don't think it's going to happen. But we have to talk about the phenom that is playoff Jimmy Butler. I don't know what goes on, Jimmy. I don't know what it's happens, Jimmy. But late in Jimmy. the season, Jimmy Butler Jimmy. just summons the powers Jimmy. of every. Generational talent there's ever been in NBA mm, history mm, mm. and becomes the best player in the game. Jimmy. Out of nowhere. Like, 56 points. Is not is that career high? That's career high. That's career That's high. That's career high for a Heat player. He surpassed LeBron's 49. He surpassed D. Wade's 30-odd-something points in the playoffs. That is this phenomenal. Is, this is, so, for those, uh, this is, like, unprecedented. This is unprecedented. Like, I have never seen this before. Never. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm. I'm shell shocked. Mm-hmm. Shell shocked. He's getting no help from the rest of his team, and he is carrying them, carrying he, the heat right and, now. And the thing right now is, he is doing everything. He's hitting threes. That's not really Jimmy Butler's game. Is threes, but he's. They're not. They're not respecting him. So in la- the the previous game, they weren't respecting him. So he would sit out, perch on the three. And they dare him to shoot it, and he hit it. He was on fire. And toward the toward the later stages of the game, Miami was trailing this game a lot. There was points where they were trailing this game by double digits, and they slowly fought their way back in. And you know, Giannis wasn't Giannis. Let's just face yeah, it. Yeah, he was. He wasn't. He was playing, but he wasn't. Ta- like he was taking it to the hole, but at the same time, not taking it to the hole. Brook Lopez was playing mostly down low, as opposed to Giannis. He's not himself, and so yeah, he at this himself. point, I don't, I don't, I think this is just about it. I mean, they go back to Milwaukee now. Maybe the Bucks save face by getting Game Five, and it goes back to Miami. I think it ends in Miami. Yeah, I don't think I think the Bucks have a a long shot to win this, this is, series. This is Defcon One here. Yeah, and I think if they lose this first round series, it's bye bye to Budenholzer. You think so? Mm-hmm. You've been waiting for him to go anyway. So. Well, because he, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been, wait, you been, wait, you been he, waiting for this month. Waiting. Nothing. There's a few coaches out there that you don't like. He's one of them. So he, he yeah. almost cost Milwaukee a championship, and his, <laughs> he, he has not done well. With you his, don't like his, him. His, you just ta- don't. His tactics are stuff. He's the Peter DeBoer of the NBA, but at least he has a championship, unlike Peter DeBoer, who does not have a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. But he he's so stubborn with his tactics, and it might have just done the same thing here mm-hmm. against the Heat because. I don't know what Milwaukee's defense is doing, mm-hmm. but they're just taking a nap. They're they're just having a siesta, it okay. seems. All right. So the last game, of course, another team just said goodbye, mm-hmm. and that would be Steve Ballmer's Clippers, who lost to the Suns one thirty to one thirty six to one thirty. They didn't lose by much, 
But, yeah, sayonara. That's it. Honestly, I hope Balmer is is storming in that dressing room and (laughs) saying to Kawhi and PG, what does it take to have y'all healthy? What will it take? Because well, that's what it took. If, if this, if the, if they're both on the court, we know the Clippers win this series. That's what. Well, that's what I said. I I said at the start of the series after Game One, watching Kawhi being Kawhi, that this was this was this was not going to look good for the Suns. And then suddenly he's out. Paul George didn't come back, and you're relying on too many other guys. I mean, Norman Powell scored twenty seven points. That's good, but Norman Powell shouldn't be scoring 27 points. It, it was still a six-point game, so, even without them on the floor. Oh, well. What will it take for these two to be healthy? Well, he's, he's, he's stuck with them. Like He's stuck. What will it take? There's nothing else to say about that. What, he's, he's stuck with them. I don't, I don't get it. Like, what will it take? Because at, at this point, Balmer is going to give up everything to have these two healthy. Because well, I, don't, I mean, no, I mean, the load management thing's a joke anyway. Because you know, there was times where Kawhi didn't play during the during the part of parts of the season, and it's just the you know between him and George, I don't know who's breaking down more. And so, what are you going to do when your two superstars aren't playing? They, they have uh, the, uh, so I, you know that's it. They have to. They have to keep going. They have keep to going they, with what they 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 have to go all in. Oh, well. They they have to. Not for a superstar, but they have to keep trying to to see if they can break through in the West and praying and doing some rituals, ancient rituals, to make sure those two are healthy. Because what else can you do? You, Like I said in the last episode, you've sunk so much assets, monetary-wise and draft pick-wise, into this team, mm-hmm. into that duo. Okay. So much. You cannot blow it up. You cannot tank. Well, you know, you can't blow you can't blow things up if there's no interest, and I don't think any team's really interested in either one of those guys right now because there's too much risk of injury. Okay, yeah. Let's switch gears to where you want to be. The NHL playoffs are in full swing. The first round is coming to an end. We have some interesting interesting series. Let's start with the Rangers and the Devils, two teams who don't like each other. I am. I I don't know what to say about. The New York Rags, man, two zero lead coming out of coming out of Newark, and they just lay two wet farts at MSG in a row, in a row. They just did not respond in Game Four. I watched that game. All the Devils were doing was forechecking, just constant forechecking. And the Rangers did not respond. And the offense was equally as bad. They were basically hanging all of their hopes and dreams. Like, how much assets did they give up this this deadline to fix the depth on the offensive side of the puck? Mm-mm. And it still didn't show up? They're basically relying on Panarin, Kane, and Trocek to take them anywhere. Tarasenko's been a non-factor all series long. So what you see in this this series so far is, um, I think the Devils taking advantage more so than the Rangers of the power play. I think the Ra- the Devils are, from what I understand, very good as far as killing power plays. Oh so yeah, they've they're, killed they're, it. They're one of the best PK P, P, PK teams in the league. Yeah, and I think also. 
it's just you know, Devils. I think speed wise, I think they're faster. They're just playing faster than oh, the yeah. Rangers right now. Oh yeah. So right now, if you're the Rangers, you should be concerned because the series is tied now. You're going back to Newark to Newark to play. Um, you know, you gotta get you gotta get the stars out there. I mean, you know, you, you you've sunk in. That's another team talking about sinking money. They've sunk money in on Kane and Tarasenko and Panarin. And, and Panarin. They need to get some. Some return on that because they only score one goal the entire game, and that That's wasn't not even good. from those. It was from no. Trocheck, who they're spending seven million dollars a year on. Right. So uh, the Rangers, are, it's concerning, but I, I, it's, but it's also another the, concerning element with the Rangers. Their defense outside of Adam Fox and their top pairing sucks. Jacob Trouba is going to get suspended at some point. He's going to put a dirty hit on somebody. He's going to get suspended, and everyone else behind him. The third pairing is probably one of the worst third pairings in the entire league. It's horrid. The like and our penalty, uh, our special teams unit sucks. Penalty killing is not as good as last year. Um, a power play unit is on and off. Just I, I don't know what to say. If they manage to blow this lead, this series, it's their own fault. It's yeah. as simple as that. It's their think- own fault. And the Rangers have had this tradition over the past um, decade or so of shooting themselves in the foot. And they've done it again. They're like addicts when it comes to shooting themselves in the foot. Yep. I think the other thing to identify is shots on goal. So that's it. I mean, when you have three to one, that tells me that the Devils absolutely would have more shots on goal than the Rangers did. So, you know. You're going to burn Igor out. Igor's a good goalie, but all goalies will. You're going to burn Igor out. All right. Next. What's the next? Oh, the Kraken. I was very excited about the Kraken. Um, They've tied the series up with the Avs. I'm very excited uh, wow. about the Kraken. Uh, but I'm very, I'm very that, bullish on the Kraken. They're two-two against like the defending Kraken. champions. Like Kraken. Um, like and Kraken. The, also, the the uh, Kraken are getting a little bit of a boost um, because Kel McCarr, the top defenseman for Colorado, put a silly, silly, silly hit really on dumb. Jared McCann. Really dumb. And, and I was surprised. That's not like McCarr to do that. That oh, well, is not playoffs, like, you lose your mind sometimes. That's not like McCarr to do that. And he's going to be suspended for a game. In my opinion, it should have been two. But because that, you could say that's boarding. Yeah. That's a boarding penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's going to be a game. That's what they've decided. Um, so they're getting a boost for game five. Mm. And if the crack, look, this is what this is what we expected out of Seattle in year one. No fear. Um, because well, this is year two. Dos. Yeah, but year dos. With, with the guys, they... Got in the expansion draft, they were trying to be hard to play against, roll four lines and three good defensive pairings, and just basically be the toughest, deepest team to play against. And this is what we expected out of them. Mm-hmm. Plenty of good prospects waiting in the system. Sh- uh, Sh- Shane Wright, still there yep. in the system. Uh, the guys they have, Eberle's been fantastic. Gord has been fantastic. Um... And but the one thing that may kill the Kraken uh, from winning this series entirely is goaltending. Yeah. Grubauer has not been good. No. Um, the guy they picked up in the expansion draft, I forgot his name. He was uh, Spencer Spencer Knight. He has not been good either. Yeah. Um, they've sunk a lot of resources into goaltending, and it's not been good. Well, so, uh, yeah, I think that it's just nice to see you know Seattle have something to cheer about besides the other teams. They have a hockey team now, and they're behind it, and the fans were excited, and it was it was a big win because it happened, you know, in, in overtime in Seattle. It happened as in well. overtime in Seattle, the first few minutes of overtime, and that's it. Okay, yeah. the series that's just about over is the Golden Knights 
about to close the door on the Jets. Um, yeah. They're about to close the door on Winnipeg. Uh, this might be it for this iteration of the Winnipeg Jets. They may have to dismantle uh, because this team, uh, they might have to start saying their goodbyes to uh, Shifley and Dubois because like hell they're staying around. Um, because this Jets team is relying on Connor Hellebuck, and he did not perform in this game. And if you're, it's, I don't know why, uh, actually I shouldn't be surprised, because you have a coach in Rick Bonus who still thinks it's 2003. It's no longer the period of, you can just rely on goaltending to bail you out. You have to have guys who can put the puck in the net, and the Jets haven't managed to do that this in this game. Yeah. Um, whereas the Golden Knights, they've been fantastic. They got Mark Stone back just before the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, meaning their cap hit. He did not count towards the cap. Little nice uh, loophole there. But um, they're cup contenders, and they've sort of flown under the radar and not been as arrogant as they were in seasons past. So I like the Golden Knights. I think they will have a shot at a deep run uh, if Carolina somehow gets beat by um, Seattle. In the first round, mm-hmm. I think their path come, becomes a lot clearer. All right, next, who do we have? Uh, the Leafs yes. and the Lightning. Oh yeah, uh, we've Hold talked about we've talked about the Leafs' uh, struggles in the first round of the playoffs several times. Oh yes, on this on this show, and several times versus their arch nemesis. Just who they play. let's put this into perspective. <laughs> the Leafs have not won a fourth game <laughs> in the playoffs since two thousand four. Wow. I was seven months old. Steve Dangle, the biggest Leafs fan on YouTube, who I absolutely love, he was in the 10th grade. That's over half his life ago. Mm-hmm. That was the last time the Leafs won a playoff series, yeah. and they are on the verge of doing it. So, so they went into Amelie, <laughs> yeah. Amelie Arena yes. in Tampa and looked horrible for oh, yeah. games three and four, oh, yes. but they found ways to win. They found ways to take two out of Tampa and go back to Scotiabank. But I add that they were trailing four to one as we entered the third yep. period. It was four. So one. they were trailing four to one, and which they is, fought back. Which is kind of ironic, considering it's almost two, ten years ago now that they had that infamous series against Boston in the first round, and it was four one in Game Seven, and they blew that lead yep. and lost yep. in so, TD Garden. I think that most Maple Leafs fans would take it with a, a bit of cautious optimism because you're going back to Toronto. You can finish them off here. You want to you'd want to do that, but you're up against the you know the Lightning are a really good team. Yeah. They've won what two of the last three Stanley Cups. They're no they're no slouches. Yeah, and so they're not going to let that happen. So it'll be interesting to watch. However, that creeping. Feeling mm-hmm. There's always a feeling over the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's always a feeling. Remember, they were three one up against Montreal mm. two years ago, Oof. and they promptly blew two straight overtimes in games five and six, yes. and then laid an egg in game seven. So, Oof. and I remember going seeing that series and just having my jaw on the floor. Because that was the year that the Leafs were in an all-Canadian division because of COVID. Uh-huh. And they had not faced an, a USA team all year and were about to face one. But, oh no, they would have faced the Jets in the second yes. round. Yes. But they would have faced one had they gone to the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. 
but this is it. Right. They have to win the fourth game. And with uh, Matthew saying, doing up Kobe and saying, job's not finished, I think the Leafs will finally do it. All right. Let's if they see don't win, I, I believe, if they don't win game five, they lose the series. Okay. Next, let's move on. Hurricanes and Islanders. Hurricanes still leading three games to two. Mm-hmm. So this game, I, I think the series is almost finished. I don't I, doubt I, the Isle. Well, is it going back to New York or is it going back to Carolina? I think it's going back to New York. Yes, it's All going. Right. It's going back to to Long Island. Okay. It's going back uh, to Nassau. Um, don't doubt the Isles, man. They are gritty. They got in with the final wild card spot, just edging out the old witch of the East in the Penguins, mm-hmm. and they are a good team. They acquired Bo Horvat, and he's finally on a playoff contender that's kind of legit. Mm-hmm. They have their legit superstar in Matt Barzell. They have a legit defense. They have good goaltending in, Il- in Ilya Sorokin, who's basically been carrying them all season long. Mm-hmm. Don't doubt the Isles, man. The Hurricanes are real good. Real, real good. All but right. don't doubt the Isles. All right, so we'll see. I mean, it might go seven games. Maybe it does. Maybe... Maybe it goes seven if they win in, if they win uh, tomorrow night in Long Island. Okay. All right. Any others we have? We're missing a couple. Um, others. Uh, Wild. The Wild. Uh, Minnesota Wild. Minnesota. Yep. Uh, I just don't. I don't have any faith in them. I really don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. It's infused into their DNA. What? It's formerly North close, Stars. Close, but never close enough. Okay, so they lost four nothing. And Dallas leads the series three games to two. Maybe I have they, no maybe faith. Maybe they lose. I have no faith in Minnesota. <laughs> None. Moving on. All right. Uh, are we done with the yes, hockey? Yes, okay. I believe so. Okay, next. Jalen Hurts got his X. money. He got paid. Paid. My boy Jalen got paid. Let me look at the details because I have them here. And they were very good details. He got paid. All right, here it is. He got paid. Yes, they reached an agreement. Five years. Mm-hmm. $250. Five million dollar extension, including one hundred and seventy nine million guaranteed, and also featuring a no trade clause. Back up the Brinks truck, which I like. I like the idea. The best thing I like is a no trade clause, because that's very easy if performance gets kind of iffy or he gets injured. That you might be thinking, all right, maybe that's it. Maybe we move on, and that's that's money. Let's deserve it. And we all know, and we saw the Super Bowl with our own eyes. That if not for the performance of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs winning, if the Eagles won, we know Jalen Hurts would have been MVP. No doubt sure. about it. For sure. There's no, but there's nobody better on the field. So he deserves that money. He absolutely. There's nobody that's going to argue that. Not even your boy Lamar would argue that. He deserves every every square inch of that money. Yeah, that he's gonna he get. deserves the money. So it's it's definitely well deserved. Now does that, you know, that's probably going to. I'm sure. You know, motivate him to bring a championship to Philly. They should have won last year, and that you know, I don't know. The roads always always challenging the second time around when teams know you. They've had losses, they've lost people, they've gotten people. So this is well deserved. I like the fact that he got this. Right. Absolutely fantastic. Yep. Moving on, Aaron Rodgers. Finally, the saga is over. This is the one clap that you'll get from a Giant fan to a Jet fan. The hostage takeover is over. All this talk, all this sort of, you know, maybe, maybe not. So they didn't go for Derek Carr, right? No Derek Carr, right? No, forget about that. Uh, 
we're not gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep looking around. Then Aaron Rodgers comes out of his yurt or tent and has visions, and then they get in touch and they're doing everything. And now it's official. done. It's official. He now has been traded. I and- just have I have I have one <laughs> message. I have one message to Zach Wilson. You're in the XFL. He's not going. But no, but not even that. He's still on a. He's gonna look. Zach Wilson's not going anywhere. Zach Wilson be the backup. What they need is another backup to Zach Wilson. So you know because um, what's his face is gone. Mike White's gone to uh, Miami. Yeah. So this is what they did. The Jets traded him. The Jets got him. They received Rogers plus a 2023 pick, number 15 pick, and a fifth round pick. But then the Packers get the Jets 13th and 42nd and number 207 plus a conditional second round pick next year that'll convert to a first. If Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of plays, barring any injuries, he's going to play 100% of the plays. So, honestly, yeah, I think both teams win that trade. Mm. I think both teams win that trade. Um, the Packers get a good amount of assets back, and I really like uh, what the Jets did with this deal. I think it's shrewd, um, especially with the conditional first. That's not too bad, because every point, barring a collapse... Which I don't think is going to happen with the with the Jets no. with this team. That not they with built. this team. They um, got too many pieces yeah. now. I they're going to be in playoff contention. Well, and here's a nice little pre pre huh? pre preseason prediction. Huh? I believe that every <laughs> single team in the AFC East is going to make the playoffs. Is going to make the playoffs. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe that every single All right. team okay. in the AFC East. All right. Well, the Jets will, will have the, the Jets. Will, I will predict one loss because. The Jets are playing the Giants no, this year not for real. Every, so no, that'll except, be a loss. Except the Patriots. Except the Patriots. No, except the Patriots. Not every team. Not, not every team. Every, not every team. Except the Patriots. It'll be Buffalo, uh, New York, and Miami that'll okay. be in the playoffs. So, that's fine. There's no talk. The talk's over now. Because they have weapons. They just get Rodgers. They picked up Alan Lazard. They picked up other players. They'll get players in draft. This is it for Robert Sala. Yep. It's playoffs or you're on the unemployment line. Yeah. They have to go to the playoffs this year with what they have. So finally, that's it. The window starts to close now. Aaron Rodgers is almost 40 years old. Yeah. So now that window starts to close. I predict the Jets will make the playoffs, but the road is so long and so far in the AFC East. Yeah. Or the AFC in general. So they make the playoffs. Congratulations to them. And no honestly, more whining. I don't have to listen to Rob Boy Monroe, who is beside himself, waiting, waiting, like all the other Jet fans. When's it going to happen? Now it's happened. Now shut up. Also, now you can play. Also, um, Rogers will be in his element because the New York media is just so pleasant. Well, I don't, it, 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 look, I think the winner out of this is Green Bay. Yeah. Because now they can see Jordan Love unencumbered, un, unfettered. He can now control the team. Now they're going to see what they got. If, hey, and they have other pieces as well. Christian Watson could be a superstar wide receiver very, very soon. Yep. Uh, Romeo Dobbs could be a legit number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, their offensive line is still there. Their yep. really good defense is still there. Um, they could be a wild card t- contender in that NFC North. And with the fraudulent Vikings, oh, I'm kind of liking their chances. All right, Even move. though the Lions are really good as well. All right, moving on. Uh, the Rockets hire Ime Udoka. Is this a good deal? I don't. We haven't talked about Ime since. Well, um, like he's, been, since he's been unemployed. Thing he's been, since he's been playing PS Five since been, his transgressions. Yeah, he's been kind of not working with this Rockets team. They needed someone who was gonna say to this young playing group, 
get your heads in order. Um, and Ime's that guy, regardless of his, uh, regardless of his stupidity uh, and his transgressions. He's a damn good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what I noticed about this Rockets team is that they sold Steven Silas a false bag of goods when they hired him. He was expecting to work with Harden. Then they traded Harden. And they gave them... He ba- basically took on a team, a rebuilding team, and with a lot of young guys who were very ball-dominant, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, and that that one clip of that Rockets player coming off to sub, mocking Steven Silas clapping was extremely disrespectful right. in my eyes. Well, I don't... Look, I don't... I don't think Steven Silas got sold a false bill of goods. Because Harden was gone long before Steven Silas showed up. This was a team that was already on the path to Webanyama. This is the team, one of the teams. No, he was hired before they start, They traded Harden. Yeah, but he was going. Harden wasn't sticking around with that mess. And so this is, a, this, is a, this is an organization that's doing the quiet tanking to get as many balls as they can get, just like San Antonio, to see if they can land Webanyama. Mm-hmm. And so, you well, know, they have they have the they have the the best odds tied with Detroit and okay. San Antonio well, look, to land the first overall pick. So, yeah, I don't. I think that it's a good move. He brings immediate credibility, despite what he did off court. He got the Celtics to the finals. The Celtics should have won that. He's a, he's got a resume, and that's what you need. And whether or not that translates. On a team, bunch of you know, bunch of preschools on that team. We'll see, but they're they're a franchise in in disarray. But that's that's it's a they job. They need some type it's of direction. A they need it's some a type job. Of direction. Yeah. All right. Good idea for the A's fans to reverse reverse boycott. So this is the thing. Reportedly, the A's fans, the the loyal A's fans, are gonna try to fill up the stadium. They're mm-hmm. gonna go, all gonna show up well, to fill up the stadium well, as boycott. Have we talked about the A's moving? <laughs> yeah, no, we, not yet. But we know so, it's happening. So they have moved to Las Vegas. Well, they've it's come signed from the principle. Ho- well, said this it's word. come from the horse's mouth. But if you're an A's fan, um, I don't know, like, because it's been obvious for the past year or so that they've been sandbagging their fan base. They've jacked up concessions, jacked up prices for parking. Uh, reducing local marketing, that's all sandbagging to get this fan base not to show up. And trading away pieces as well. And blowing up this team that needed to add, by the way, not blow everything sky high. But, um, and I was saying it for a long time now, when Manfred said that he was not confident that the A's were going to stay in Oakland, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's it. There's no way they stay. Because the project for Howard Terminal... Outside of the stadium, with combined with the stadium and what the A's were thinking with uh, business uh, business park and apartments, in all in all, twelve billion dollars. They no local government is not going to take on that, especially not in Oakland. They got plenty of debts and stuff to deal with anyway. So they were going to Fisher was going to be looking five miles down the road, right to Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, look. I, I'm not surprised. I don't think a reverse boycott's the idea. If I if I was an A's fan, which I'm not, I wouldn't be going anywhere near that stadium. No, I, honestly, I think it's a good idea because what Fisher and Cavill were thinking with sandbagging this fan base was to get them to not show up 
so they wouldn't get a mass backlash from okay, fans well. and they would have a case to bring to Manfred and say, look, the fan base doesn't yeah, yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. They I don't understand care. understand the point of so, it. So, you know what? If you're an Oakland A's fan, this is cathartic. You don't have much to cheer for this year. Who's your best player? Alimus Diaz? Okay. You don't have much to cheer for, but at least it's cathartic. You'll be able to bask in the memories of Henderson, of McGuire, McGuire, of um, Kensego pre-steroids. They were were both pre-steroids. Well, no, at the time they weren't. You'll see some, watch some video of them in 88, 89. Uh, ninety, they didn't look that way. But um, look, I think for the for the Ace fans, it's it's a sad day. But you know, look, it's the I think it's a difference in franchises. You have the Rays who are in a horrible mausoleum of a stadium, yet the talent's still there. Well, here's the thing so. with the here's the thing with the Rays. They have a good um minor league system and amazing talent evaluation. Yeah, yeah. they know how to build from within. Yeah, the A's don't. All right. All so right. honestly. To, Adios. to athletics fans, we're so sorry, but we all saw this coming. And the saddest thing is, wherever they get their new publicly funded shrine, Fisher and Company are going to spend like no tomorrow on marquee free agents and say, "Hey, look, we care about this area. Come oh. to the ballpark." Well, that's all there is to it. I don't understand why sports owners don't understand sports economics. Spend on the team, and the fans will show up. Oh well, it's as simple it's, as that. Sometimes it's not as easy as that. Sometimes it's you can't have. Sometimes you spend on the team, you don't get the results. Things go south, then you just change direction. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, honestly, man. all right. Now we're coming to the end. A big happy anniversary to Gary Bettman. Thirty years as an NHL commissioner. Say what you will. I have my piece about him. I don't know much about Gary Bettman, but say what you will. Okay, he has juggled expansion. He has juggled. The stupid track the puck back in the days of those of a certain age were, were you know when the hockey was being dumbed down to watch. He has navigated that for thirty years, and you know what? He's an owner's commissioner because he puts money in their pocket. So happy anniversary! Of course, you're rolling your he's eyes. A, he's a horrible commissioner. He sucks. <laughs> of course, he is. Gary Bettman he's is horrible. Gary Bettman All is right. probably just number two. <sighs> To Manfred's one of some of the worst commissioners in in sports. He's uh-huh. horrid. Okay, he's right. really bad. And the time he realizes that the Arizona Coyotes were a mistake uh-huh. is the time where I'll say, okay, well, finally the, you did something good. But sorry, I'll, I'll interject there. Formerly of the Jets and the Winnipeg Jets at the time were the old Winnipeg Jets who went to went to became the Atlanta no 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 no. maybe no Winnipeg Jets did they Winnipeg Jets became Atlanta sure and then back to Winnipeg okay all right maybe I was wrong but but the Coyotes came from spawned from a different team they spawned from a team in in, in, um, no they didn't they didn't they just became self-made yes they were self-made all right my mistake and Atlanta already had had the Thrashers uh, had the Thrashers and the the Flames were Calgary yes Calgary they went to Calgary yes Winnipeg folded and then they went to Atlanta back to Winnipeg and then Phoenix at the time they were called stayed okay Uh, my mistake sorry about that moving on happy anniversary yeah (laughs) all right 30 years too long Next is Miguel Pereira, turned 40 just the other day. His this last is, season, on four, the swan song, if you call it. It's really sad to see where the Tigers are as far as a team because he was part of those teams that 
would get to the World Series, right? And then lose. They got there once in the 2010s, and they got swept. They got swept. And then 2006, they yeah. got humiliated by who? David Eckstein? Yep. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, well, that's happy birthday to Miguel. But Gassi. he's an incredible... First ballot Hall of Famer. In my opinion... Triple crown it, winner, MVP. Definitely, I would say, probably the best third baseman of the past 15 years. Probably. No. The, who else could you mention? No. Best true third baseman of the past 15 years. All right. Happy 62nd birthday to Don Mattingly. Donnie Baseball, former Yankee great a proven, at first base. A proven baseball manager and yep. a proven baseball guy. Yep. Uh, one of the best uh, best players in Yankees history among a pantheon of greats. Yep. Talented, but the back injury slowed him down. Yep. Um, and just never really got there with the, with the pinstripes. Never got there. Rookie of the year. Yep. Is Paulo Boncaro? Yep. No surprise the there. Um, a On lot of really people, crappy a lot, team. A lot of people were saying Walker Kessler. On a really uh, crappy. A team. lot of people were saying Walker Kessler. Really? It was always going to be Paolo. But I Come think. On. But well, look. I mean, Walker Kessler was on a better team, so that gets overlooked. When you're the rookie of the year, you're supposed to be on a bad team like the Magic. Well, are, a bad team. If there's defensive rookie of the year, Kessler wins it easily. All right. He wins it unanimously if yes. there's defensive rookie of the year. And most improved. Larry Markkinen, I'm very, former, former Bull, got I'm very, sent him I'm, back. I'm, in. I'm very, very happy to see Larry fly. Sent him back. In. He was never going to <laughs> fit in Chicago Goodbye. at the time. I'm very, very happy to see him thrive. I, I, I love Lowry. I, I loved him when he was in Chicago, but it was time for him I to move on. Loved enough. On your way. I, I loved him when he was in Chicago, um, and I'm very happy to see him thrive. Um, damn near All Star. Yeah, and he's a fantastic player. And I hope he develops into what we thought he was going to develop in. He was the one piece in that Butler trade uh, when we got the set, we got the first round pick that yes. drafted him. Okay, uh, and congratulations to Malcolm Brogdon, Sixth Man of the Year. That's no surprise. That was oh, yeah. the best move that the Celtics made was getting him. Yeah, he's a solid guy Easily. off the bench. And so, yeah, and that's the end of our show. If you come from any other platform, welcome. Within TikTok, welcome. We, we do this once a week, but we're doing a little bit more before the playoffs. This, we're doing this two times a week for now because of the playoffs, because of the draft, mm-hmm. because of so much other topics we've got to cover. Uh, next week, we will have probably more well, Probably later, later on this week, toward the end yeah. of this week, we'll be back uh, yeah. on. On the second round, hopefully. We we'll might be in have, second round. We might have Joe... From the block content coming back. Well, we'll have Joe back for yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll have Joe back. He was incredible. He fits well. And he'll be back to shoot the, shoot the shit with us. So, yep. we'll see you next, next time. Ciao.